You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> this is where you go in. This, this is where is I go in. I'm ready. Yeah, this is where you go in. Um, so week one, everyone's excited for it. Brian, how do you feel about week one? Like what, what kind of energy are you feeling right now towards week one of NFL football? A lot of distractions this year, but we can finally watch football and, and, uh, pastime that we've all been involved with most of our childhoods. How do you feel about that? There is no distractions for me, my friend. I am locked in today is like Christmas morning, except nobody's going to tell me that Santa Claus isn't real. There is no disappointments for me, bro. I mean, we got Chiefs, Texans. I'm watching pregame right now. I'm excited just to watch that game. Just the fact that football is back. I don't even want to dive into the NFC East yet. We'll get, well, you know, we'll we'll do a slow roll out into that. But just thinking about the Cowboys, Rams on Sunday night, watching my boys open up SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Although I don't think there's going to be any fans. It's I'm just pumped. There's really no there's no better time of the year for me. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So let's get it. So real quick, I had just a random question I thought about earlier. Um, now with everything focusing on sports gambling and fantasy football, um, are you more loyal and more passionate about your team or are you more passionate about fantasy football and winning money? Oh, my team all day. If you could okay. tell me, if you, if you told me my fantasy team was going to go 0-14 or however many games are in a fantasy football season and the Cowboys not even win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys are going to go 12 and 4 and play in the NFC Championship. Give me a winless fantasy season. Respect. You know, it's, I mean, I, I love fantasy and I, and I think there's a good chance that both of the things can work out. We'll have a good fantasy season um, and the Dallas Cowboys will have a good football season. But no, fantasy is for fun. I mean, it's the football. I mean, I guess football is fun too, as uh, as Coach Herman Boone said on Remember the Titans. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this, is, <laughs> this is real life, man. No, for sure. I, I totally agree with that sentiment, man. I'm always a diehard Redskins, Washington, whatever you want to say it. Um, I'm I'm always diehard first to my team and and probably even a second or a third to my fantasy. As you know, I'm not very strong in fantasy. Um, I'm known for being third place in points. Um, and and I'm a stud when it comes to, to that. <laughs> third and points is respectable. All right. Third and points is respectable. Don't you know, don't be too hard on yourself. I, I consider you a good fantasy football player. So I wouldn't say you're not strong. But, I but I can, you're very welcome. I consider you a very strong football fan, although I don't even I don't even enjoy like watching you root for your team when they're not playing my team. I just dislike it. But I give you an A in um, in fandom, my friend. All right, I do appreciate. I will give you an A as well um, Thank in you. fandom. I think we're very strong uh, with, it, especially through the tough times. Because let's be real, not all of us have the tough times that 
that I mean, I think I have the most tough times as of late, uh, being the fan of, of 2020 to the Washington Redskins or the Washington. I don't even know, dude, football team. I, I think I saw a slogan, right? I saw a slogan yesterday and you know, we don't need a name. We don't need a name. We're a team. And I'm like, huh? but that's our name. So I, I don't know. <laughs> your, your name is team. <laughs> it's all good. We're a team. All right. Anyways, let's get into it to the matchups. Um, I think we want to start with the Eagles Redskins, sorry, Washington football team matchup. And I'm going to let an outsider opinion kind of, kind of talk about what you see as far as the matchups for Dwayne Haskins against the DBs for the Eagles. Okay. Well, thank you very much for letting me go first. You're a gentleman and a scholar, and I, I agree we should definitely start with uh, with your game because if we go in chronological order, it's the 1 o'clock game, um, and the NFL puts uninteresting teams on in the 1 o'clock window. So Wow. Dude, I th- this thing is, is is we were really going strong, and we were supportive of each other, and now we're already going in four minutes in. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you do you. Four minutes in. First blow. <laughs> Um, Dwayne Haskins against the Eagles DBs is going to be very interesting because I'm not very high on either of them. Um, I think Dwayne Haskins, from all I've heard from you and from what I've read, he's had a pretty strong camp. So I don't think he's going to come out and um, shit, shit the bed by any means. I can see him and Scary Terry hooking up. I will say Scary Terry's going to have 100 yards, probably score a touchdown. Um, but then again, I might even backtrack because I'm, I'm assuming Scary Terry's going to be shadowed by Darius Slay. Okay, so real quick, let me cut you off there. Um, so Darius Slay covered Scary Terry last year when he was with the Lions, um, and he went for seven receptions and 92 yards. He didn't Ooh. score, but he got open a lot. No, I like I that. Good. Yeah, so Good so stat. that that's definitely uh, something to look at. Uh, but yeah, go go ahead. Sorry, continue. For sure. Um, so, so I don't think by means Dwayne Hassan is going to have a bad game. I, I'll give him 18 for 26, 200 yards, a touchdown and a pick. I think he'll have an average game. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to come down to your guys running game for sure against the Eagles front seven. And I don't think um, the Eagles front seven is strong by any means. But then again, I don't think your offensive line is that strong by any means. So there's a lot of like um, weaknesses um, batting heads in this. <laughs> <laughs> this game is apparently um in B Wells's eyes is a game of weaknesses. And who is weaker? I I <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't agree with that. You know, I, I am known for being a little bit more optimistic for my for my team than I probably should be. Um, but we have looked good in camp. I think that Ron Rivera has stirred us uh in the right direction as far as team lim- leadership. I, I think he he also, Dwayne Haskin has followed suit and became a captain of ours. And I really believe 200 yards is a flat out disrespectful statement. Um, I think honestly, he's good for, I would say 270, um, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, and we're probably going to have at least one rushing touchdown. So I see this game being around 24 to 20 skins. Okay. Well, let me but tell I'm, you this, my friend. If Dwayne Haskins throws for 270 yards, which he could do, there's going to be more than one turnover in there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I don't, I don't, I think that that's a really good point because you have seen Dwayne throw his, his fair share of picks. 
And as far as decision-making, that's the one biggest thing that stands out when it comes to last year. And that's the biggest thing I'm going to be looking at and looking forward to seeing some improvement from him uh, going into 2020. So Dwayne Haskins, you know, you're on a tight leash too, bro. I'll be honest with you, Dwayne. You know, Alex is there, possibly be some 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 sort of story for them. Uh, it could be really interesting if he's in the mix. I think Antonio Gibson in the backfield is going to be super strong. I think they're super young. I think they have the best, I repeat, best front seven in football. Let's um let's get into that. Let's let's flip on the other side of the ball and um see how uh, Mr. Glass Carson Wentz and his offense uh, fare against your front Mr. seven. Mr. Glass, boy. <laughs> Because I, I fear I fear for Carson Wentz in this game. Um, those soft tissue injuries could be disrupted by Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan, um, Chase Young. I mean, that's only that's only half of them too. I know you guys roll out about seven. Ron Payne, Ionitis. I mean, it, the list goes on. So scary. I I really think. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that we have the best backers um, out there, but I think if we're now that we're running, we're, we went from the three, four to the four, three. So our boys are shooting gaps and running upfield and they're used to playing back and kind of reading and reacting. But now that they're attacking, I think it's going to be a different look of a defense. Um, I mean, I can't say we were that the best last year. And I don't think that our formation suit us right because our, our rushing defense was like 28th in the league. Uh, you know, we were sixth in sacks though, right? So we're obviously shooting up field maybe too much, but it, it should be interesting. I just hope we can stop the run. And that's my biggest question mark with our defense is I know we're going to get sacks, but are we going to be able to stop the run with Miles Sanders? I think you guys will be able to certainly contain the run. Um, <clears throat> Miles Sanders is a great back. If anything, I think you're going to have to worry about him doing some damage out of the backfield, uh, catching some flag routes or some dump passes in the flats. Um, but just because the Eagles offensive line is so banged up, um, I don't see you guys um, getting ran on that much. I mean, Miles might have 75, 80 yards because he's that talented, but I don't see um, him running being too much of an issue. If there's one thing that stands out to me, it is that you guys played Washington and Philadelphia played in week one last year. And if you remember um, your boy jackpot, Deshaun Jackson went for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns in that game. Mm -hmm. And I could see him more than anybody else on Philadelphia, except maybe Zach Ertz, just because Zach Ertz is so consistent. But I think Deshaun is going to be my X factor in this game. If um, if Darby, I'm guessing Darby's going to cover him. Maybe not. But if Darby, whoever is on Deshaun Jackson, I think if they can take Deshaun out of the game, and put it all on Zach Ertz in the middle of the field and the running game, I think Washington's got a good chance to uh, contain Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a good uh, good point because I know Alshon Jeffrey is – I don't believe he's going to be starting. Um, the first-round pick, I think, is out as well. What was his name? Uh, so, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. So Deshaun will probably be – would you say he's the number one guy right now? I think so. I think by default he has to be. Okay, so I don't think Kendall Fuller will follow. I think Kendall Fuller and Darby are right around the same level anyways. I'm not really sure who the number one is. Um, but if if we don't contain those big plays, we're in trouble. Because I think if we just play sound defense and we give up 10 to 12-yard passing, you know, or, or pass or, you know, a 15-yard or across the middle. But as soon as we start giving away those 60, 70-yard or touchdowns, it's, I mean, we don't have a good chance. Um, we got to play sound defense and we got to be able to contain those big plays. I, I totally agree with you that if, if, if Deshaun is the X factor, I, I do not see us winning this game. Well, I am and very, very highly anticipating seeing if jackpot comes back and uh, burns you guys deep. 
I'll give I'll give him one touchdown. I'm not going to say he's going to destroy you guys. I'll give him one deep touchdown on you guys. Um, and I think it's going to be a highly contested game. I'm looking forward to it. Any um, any other points in this game that you want to hop on before we hop over to the primetime game? Um, I'm just what is the primetime game by, by chance on Sunday? That would be um, Cowboys versus Rams. <laughs> No, I'm just uh, extremely excited to see my team. I, I, as you know, I, I watch a lot of the press conferences just to feel out the team. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of youth on our team. The defense is strong. Um, I, I'm really excited about some of our young receivers. You know, a lot of people don't know about you know Steven Sims um, or or Antonio Gibson or even McKissick. You know, when he was with Minnesota, like he's going to be getting a lot of carries and. A lot of the two back sets are going to be super interesting because what Scott Turner has been doing lately is having both McKissick and Antonio Gibson, who were both ex wide receivers, in and out of motions, constantly doing screens, just confusing defenses. And I'm really curious to see how that pans out and if we're able to take advantage of linebackers and even safeties guarding our very quick uh, uh, backs. So I am excited about that. Like I said, I think it's 2024 Washington football team, and I really think my boy Dwayne is going to show the world what he's about. Going with the upset. I like it. Confidence in your squad. You got to have it. 100%. And I do think that the, um, those running backs out of the backfield are going to be a problem for Philly. I think Philly's linebacking core is weak, um, and I think that you guys could uh, definitely expose that. And if Dwayne Haskins can get some easy completions – Passing to your backs, that's going to open it up for your boy Scary Terry and that um, that quarterback you have playing tight end and Logan Thomas. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. But let's get into the apparently the prime time game yes. with the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. I was going to say, I was about to say St. Louis Rams, I swear to you. Um, St. Louis Rams. Shout out to Kurt yeah, Warner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm intrigued by this game, man. I really am. I think that the Rams have kind of had a – it's weird. They had really strong yardage. They just couldn't get in the end zone last year. They they uh, they put up, I think I, – I, it's funny. The Cowboys put in the number one in yardage in offense. Yes, they the did. Entire, yes, they did. And I'm, I'm happy you know that I know that stat. Um, but the Rams, I think were around top five, but they just, I think Jared Goff only threw through 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. He had a very down year. Um, so I am curious to see what he can put out in 2020 with, with Coop, um, with, uh, Robert Woods, Robert Woods, uh, Higby, a tight end kind of had, kind of have a so-so year last year, but I think he could be pretty strong. He's out of East Lake high school, isn't he? He, that that is your high school rival, my friend Tyler Higby. Yeah, He's like high school. Shout out to Pinellas County. Yeah, but the receivers strong. Obviously, Todd Gurley is gone. Their offensive line is 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 is. I'll just say it. Pretty shitty. You know, I don't know much about them. Um, I don't think their running game was not good because of Gurley. I'll say that. Right. Um, I, I, I think I think that. If, if the boys can really contain the run game and just make them try to throw the ball, I think that it's going to be uh, the Cowboys controlling the clock with their run game. And if they control the clock with their run game and they, and they can predict the Rams to throw the ball, then they're going to be, it, it's going to be over before the second half. I like that. I love where your head's at. Um, yeah, the Rams O line, they do have a decent left tackle on Andrew Whitworth, and he's really only decent 
because of his resumes posting his career. He was on the Bengals for a long time. He's more he's he's a bookend left tackle. He's even older than Tyron Smith, and Tyron Smith's an old left tackle. So Andrew Whitworth is aging, and the rest of their offensive line is not worth mentioning on this podcast. Um, they're weak. They're weak. And um, our D-line um, isn't anything to write home about, but we do have Demarcus Lawrence. Um, that lovable pothead Randy Gregory is eligible to play. Oh, is um, he we, really? Yeah, yeah, he is. He, they got reinstated. I'm excited about Alden Smith, too, as well, to see what yes. he's out there for sure. You just took the name out of my mouth. We got Alden Smith, who I know um, I've been preaching to you about. They keep saying he's been out of the league for four years, but the guy looks fresh. The guy looks hungry. He got his personal issues cleared up in the offseason. Um, he's another body we're going to throw at you. Um, we got a couple other guys who probably aren't going to be too familiar um, in Dorrance Armstrong and Bradley Anai, a fifth-round pick out of Utah. But we do have some bodies on the D-line. Um, we've got Tyrone Crawford and Don Terry Poe on the interior, along with Antoine Woods. So it's not the strongest D-line, but it's pretty deep. So I know that we're constantly going to have fresh bodies. So I'm hoping we can expose the weak offensive line. And the running game for the Rams is really a mystery to me. I'm a big fan of their uh, second-round pick they took out of Florida State, Cam Akers. Cam Akers, um, all that, yeah. But Cam Akers is listed number three on the depth chart I saw today. So I don't know if he didn't have a strong camp or they're just trying to um, make him earn some carries. I, I think that these depth charts are pretty shady, bro. Like JD McKissick is starting for the uh, Washington football team. Like sure. I, I mean, he's going to get his. Don't get me wrong. I just think that a lot of these depth charts are shady. Nobody wants to show their hand, especially when there's a lot of new pieces being put in play. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I know right now they got um, Malcolm Brown listed as the starter. Uh, Daryl Henderson, who is questionable going to this game as the number two back, and Cam Akers. Regardless, I know Sean McVay um, already came out and said it is going to be a running back by committee. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's not a strong running back by committee. I don't see them running all over us. Um, when the Rams waxed us two years ago in the um, divisional round of the playoffs, both Todd Gurley and, um, at the time, uh, chunky running back uh, C.J. Anderson, uh, both went... <laughs> they both went for 100 yards on us, and that's why the Rams won, because they ran all over us. I don't see that happening this game. Um, if the Rams are going to beat us, it's going to be because their wide receivers are just flat out better than our defensive backs. Um, I'm very scared of Cooper Cup. Um, he's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. Um, I believe Anthony Brown's probably going to match up, be matched up with him in the slot a lot of the game, but they do move Coop around a lot. So Chidobi Wuzier, Jordan Lewis, and the rookie Trayvon Diggs, they're all going to have to be ready um, to cover Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, Josh Reynolds, and a rookie they drafted named Van Jefferson. It's a pretty strong group of receivers um, for Los Angeles. Um, so although Jared Goff did have um, a bit of a down year last year, I still think he's their best path to victory is trying to expose our weak secondary. But they're going to have to run the ball first, so we'll see. And I think that's why the Cowboys run game is that much more important is to really just keep Jared Goff and those receivers and tight ends off the field and controlling the clock. And if you guys are able to do that, I don't really see, um, you know, the, the Rams winning this game. I think if Zeke goes off for, let's just say a buck 60 to a couple touchdowns, I don't know why. Damn. Uh, you know, no, dude, I'm telling you, I, I think that what, what's the first game of the season, dude, you know what I mean? Like, you go back to the basics on this. I think a lot of these teams are even feeling like it's almost week one of preseason. We're all feeling each other out right now, especially with new players. You know, the Rams have a lot of new players, you know, losing uh, uh, Clay Matthews and, and losing a couple of their backers. And obviously they have Aaron Donald around the edge and you got to worry about him. But if that's the only guy, dude, double team them and, and deal with every, all the other scrubs, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
So, yeah, I think the run game is really going to come into play, not only just for the Cowboys, but for week one in general. So we'll see about that. For sure. Well, let me hop over to the Cowboys offense in that running game real quick. Obviously, we don't have to get into the who Cowboys running back is. We don't even have to say his entire first name. We'll just call him Zeke. He's one of the best in the business. I don't know if he's going to have a buck 60. I love your optimism, but but I think he has an easy hundred. And um, I do think Tony Pollard is going to be a factor in this game as well. Tony Pollard's had a great camp. Um, so I see Tony Pollard getting five to seven carries in this game. Um, so I think our running game is going to do very well against the Rams defensive line. Obviously, Aaron Don- Donald is a problem, um, so I, I'm assuming that we're going to shift most of the runs away from um, number 99, but sometimes that doesn't even matter. I've seen that guy literally eat double teams and then eat the running back in the backfield after that. There's yep. there's nothing you could do. That guy's a problem. But the Rams linebackers are weak, so if we can get past that first phase of defenders, I think Zeke is going to start eating. You might see him start leaping. You never know. Yeah, I do want to get into um, our quarterback, Dak Prescott. Um, he's had a strong camp. And I think he's going to have a, a strong start to the season. Um, the Rams defensive backs are not strong. I do like their safety, Johnson. And obviously their number one corner, Jalen Ramsey, just got paid yesterday. So if I had to make a prediction going into this game, um, he is probably going to follow Amari Cooper over, all over the field. I do not expect Amari Cooper to have a big game. Amari Cooper is notorious um, for getting taken out of the game by good cornerbacks. If a corner gets in Amari's head and jams him and pushes him off his routes early, he has a tendency to check out. So what so you're I, really saying is Amari Cooper is soft. Amari Cooper has a little... Is he, soft. he has soft <laughs> tendencies. He has Broke soft back tendencies. Dak. Brokeback Dak and Amari Cooper will not connect. Ouch. Ouch. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> But I can I can see I can see Coop having a rough game. I hope I hope I'm wrong. He's good enough where um, I think they could, um, especially with Michael Gallup and CD, where they can um, get cute with him a little bit, get him in some open space on uh, some some skinny posts, maybe. Um, but if 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 Ramsey's going to shade him the whole game, I don't see him having more than 50 yards. But dot 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 that is going to open up the field for our other two prolific wide receivers. I see Michael Gallup having a huge game. I see C.D. Lamb making an instant impact. I see our tight end Blake Jarwin having a good game. So it's almost like we're going to sacrifice Amari Cooper to the the gods of Jalen Ramsey for the night um, in order for the rest of the offense to be efficient. And that's that's what I see happening. I think the offense is going to have a good game. I think the Cowboys are going to score over 30 points. I think they're going to keep the Rams under 30 points. Um, 31 to 23, Cowboys get the victory. That's my prediction. If I were to ask you, C.D. Lamb over under fifty five yards, over, mm-hmm. because I think they're going to make a. I think he's going to have two catches. Two catches. All right, so one of them is going to go for fifty three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rookie going into a new offense, first. Let's call it a preseason game, man. I mean, I just right. I I don't see a rookie blowing up by any means. By the way, everybody, B. Wills is drinking McUltra. I think it's a 24 ounce there. 20. It's it's, it's 25. They gave me the extra 25. ounce. 25. Damn, dude. Did they market for that? Jeez. I think right, right there. 25, baby. I had to get a tall boy for the event. I wasn't. I mean, by, by no means am I going to show up to to the first episode of the NFC East sloppy. But I'm yeah. gonna get a little buzz. I'm gonna drink a tall boy. I had a little bit of. I had some whiskey before I got on the on the on the mic. Um, for sure. 
So, so you got, what was the score? You you said 30, Uh, 31, 23, 31, 23. Yeah. What do you got? I think the boys are really just going to run the ball a lot. I think, I think Dak might throw for two, two forty five, a touchdown. That's a a fair Dak number for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, (laughs) and I think Zeke is, like I said, I think is going to blow up. I I think that it's going to be 27, to 24 the boys okay i like that man yeah i think it's gonna be a slow game i think it's gonna be a slow game so now we're going into a team we really don't care about or really even know about honestly uh with the giants the new york football giants yeah monday night football monday night against the steelers that's a good game okay well we have friends that are steelers fans shout out to aaron nardelli uh, let's not uh, forget about his father, Jim Nardelli, who I know right. listens to this. Thank you, oh, sir. Oh, thank you, Jim. Shout out to Jim. Shout out to Jim. I love let's it. Break down, let's, let's break down a little giant Steelers. You know what? I'm going to start off with a prediction just to put a smile on Jim's face and the rest of the Steelers fans off the bat. The Steelers are going to win this game. The Steelers are going to win this game 28-17. to 17. I love Pittsburgh's defense. Um, I do think Saquon will have a decent game because Saquon is just that good. Saquon's going to probably have 120 total yards. He's going to catch some balls out of the backfield. He's probably going to score a touchdown or two. I don't see anybody else on their offense really doing a lot of damage. I'm a big fan of the Steelers' defense. I love Cam Hayward up front. Bud Dupree. Shout out to Bud Dupree. We talked about that earlier from University of Kentucky, a basketball school. Kentucky, boy. And um, shout out to Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. Um, once he got traded over from Miami to Pittsburgh last year, um, that guy's career instantly turned around. Um, he was a little bit of a bust for the Dolphins, um, but a change of scenery really helped him. I know he made the Pro Bowl, had a lot of interceptions. Um, so that's that, that Steelers defense. I mean, that's been a staple of Pittsburgh since the 70s, man. I and totally uh, agree. nothing has changed. So in 2020, I expect the, uh, the Steel Curtain to rise again. I think they hold the Giants in check. Um, the Giants receivers are a bit of a mystery to me. There's some names there in Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton. But I don't know out of those guys, like who's your number one, two, and three? It's like they have a whole bunch of like B minus receivers. They don't have a number one receiver to me. I think they're all really solid though. And they all have strong hands and they're all great route runners. I will say that. Um, so you know, what I what I have would I rather have an all-star and then a, a bunch of bums? Probably not. I'd probably rather right. have a bunch of B minuses that can run routes and can help my young quarterback. Um, but I also see, I don't know how you can help your young quarterback when your offensive line is, is a bunch of no names guys that are, you know, wearing giants jerseys. I mean, do you know anyone off of that giants offensive line that you can name off the top of your head? No, I know we talked about, they had the big name left tackle last year. Um, Nate Solder. And um, he was a, a little frightened of the COVID nineteen. So because bro. he's, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything about that. Um, didn't we little, say, uh, didn't we say that he was the only offensive lineman to back out from the 2020 season because of COVID? Yes, and 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 God forbid, he, if there's a second one, I feel bad for that man as well. Hey, to be honest with you though, like six nine, three thirty, you're a heavy breather. COVID will get you before, you know, the place kicker. You know what I, I mean? Like, you. I I mean you, it, you get some indigestion, dude. All of a sudden, you might be in trouble, dude. If you're that large, so listen, man. I'm Shout watching, out to Nate, dude. Shout out to Nate, bro. No, First no. Time. Let me let me shit on Nate a little bit more, <laughs> just because he's a New York Giant. Okay, the game is about to start right now. Texans Chief is about to start. I want to throw that in there. 
I'm watching Al Michaels in the booth right now. Okay. Al Michaels is <laughs> Al Michaels is 89 years old. Okay. He showed up to work today. He's not wearing a mask. He's ready to go, man. So if Al Michaels is showing up to work, Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. Shout but out back to, to the, Al, bro. Shout, shout out, to, out Al. to Al. One of the goats. But if, if Nate Solder is not there, that that um, offensive line is a problem. So although I am a fan of Danny Dimes, I think Daniel Jones is a pretty good young quarterback. I think um, Bud Dupree and company are going to be on his ass on Monday night. That's going to lead to some turnovers. Um to flip it over to the offensive side of the ball, um, I love James Conner. I think James Conner is going to have a good game running the football. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster can have a good game. And I know that I mentioned this name last week to you. Uh, Deontay Johnson is a kid who uh, plays in the slot for Pittsburgh. And I think Deontay, along with Eric Ebron, the tight end they brought over from Indianapolis, um, are both going to be a factor. So, yeah, I, th- I think Pittsburgh is going to be a problem for the Giants on Monday night. Yeah, I agree. And I think really I'm excited to see how big Ben moves around in the pocket. Obviously, he's been in it for forever, man. When, when did he, he won that first Super Bowl, when he, his rookie year? What year was that? Dude, I want to say it was 04. I could be wow. I could be mistaken. I want to say it was 04. That's crazy, crazy. But yeah, I'm curious to see how he plays and, and how he looks and how he moves around in the Slow. pocket. Slow. Yeah, yeah. Slow, but he somehow does it. I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know. I mean, his moving around is going to be like it's been in the past. What I'm interested to see is, you know, he's coming off a Tommy John surgery, which is an injury that pitchers are used to coming off of, but not quarterbacks, especially not 35-year-old quarterbacks who carry some extra LBs on them. Like, I don't know. I think Ben's going to be all right just because he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's resume speaks for itself, but he's coming off of a major injury, and he's on the back nine. Um, so I think it's not going to be exposed against the Giants on Monday night because they're hot garbage. But I think um, against a team like their division rival, the Baltimore Ravens, um, even the Cleveland Browns, another division rival, has a good defense. Miles um, Garrett might slam his helmet at you, bro. Like you got to be careful, That's Ben. True. I think uh, I careful. think it's really for Ben. It's the second half of the year that he struggles, uh-huh. or he doesn't struggle. He's just not there. Um, so, so big Ben lasting the full 2020, I think the Steelers got a shot, but who's their backup this year? Do you happen to know? Good question. I don't know. I know last year it was duck Hodges and they did, they did bring back bring back Joshua Dobbs, who um, was on the team a couple years ago, but I couldn't tell you as of right now, if it's Mason Rudolph, um, duck Hodges, um, or or another guy. So we might we have to look into that. Um, who who Pittsburgh's backup is because he might get some playing time. Not necessarily this week, but sometime this year. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Cordell Stewart, bro. If he's still healthy, you know. Slash. Slash. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think we got a we got a segment coming up with shooting with Steve. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. We wanted to we wanted to dabble into the uh, stardom system, didn't we? Let's do a start and sit him first. I think we should each go. We should wait, let's do. Let's each have two starts and two sits. We'll just do the four teams. Um, I'll start off with um, with your team. I'm gonna do a sit him for Washington. Okay, and if I am Washington, or if I have a Washington player on my team, I am going to sit the Washington defense this week against Philadelphia. Who are you starting? Could you explain why? Oh, why? Oh, for sure, because they're garbage. But no, I'm just kidding. No, Washington's defense isn't garbage. Their front seven is strong. Um, but I think, like I said, I think um, Deshaun Jackson is going to have a good game. I think he's going to go deep on you guys a couple times. And when I say sit, I mean they're just not going to be 
good fantasy wise. The Eagles are going to score 20 plus points. So Washington's defense is going to not be serviceable for you. I don't think that they're going to get you guys are going to get torched by Philadelphia by any means. I would just stay away from Washington's defense if I had to play them. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, my stardom, and it's a little bit of an underdog. We were talking about Scary Terry. Obviously, that, that's that's kind of the obvious start. So I'm not going to say Scary Terry. Um, I'm going to say Steven Sims because I think Ooh. that he's similar to Jackpot and that he flashes a lot of speed, small body guy, runs a lot of wheel routes, runs a lot of deep routes. I could see if he gets one big 60-yard touchdown, I could see him breaking out. Uh, quite a bit. So shout out to Steven Sims, undrafted out of Kansas State. Uh, he really is our number two guy, but you'll see him a lot of the times in the slot. So I will go ahead and on a limb say Steven Sims is my Deep starter. Sleeper. Deep sleeper. Deep sleeper. Deep, bro. Nobody's right, even, well, even got Steven on, on their fantasy, I'm sure, but we'll see. There might be a guy or two out there. Um, all right, you go first on Philadelphia and I'll follow you. Okay. On Philly, I'm going to do a sit um. And it's all their wide receivers that are hurt. No. <laughs> now, I would sit Wentz. Um, I, I really think that he's going to get a lot of pressure. I think he's going to get nervous. I think he's going to get really um, – he's going to get rid of the ball too early and maybe make a bad decision or two and, and get a, a couple of picks, at least one turnover, I'm going to say, and even maybe one strip sack. So I'm going to go with sit him on Wentz. Okay. Well, my stardom, I'm not even going to go into a reason why, because I feel like I've talked about this guy yeah. too much already on the podcast. Deshaun Jackson, he's going to go deep. He burnt you guys last year, and I think there's a good chance he burns you again. Like I said, maybe just one deep touchdown. You guys could still win the game, but uh, one deep touchdown for Jackpot, that's all you need. If he goes for a 50-yard touchdown, that's 12 points on one play. So start Deshaun Jackson, folks. All right, let's go over to – we're not going to do the Rams. Let's just do stardom sit-ins for the East. So let's do Cowboys, um, and for the Cowboys – I am going to start Michael Gallup for the reasons that we spoke about that I think Amari Cooper is going to be neutralized by Jalen Ramsey, leaving Michael Gallup as a de facto number one wideout. As we said, C.D. Lamb, it's his first game. We can't have too high expectations. So Gallup's going to be the number one pass catcher on that offense. So let's start Michael Gallup. Who are we sitting, George? I'm sitting Amari Cooper after your your strong statement earlier in the Duh. pod. Honestly, man, I, I I think you're right. I think they are going to follow him, and I, and I didn't know Amari Cooper was such a bitch. But I, I mean, <laughs> other, <laughs> until my boy B Wells told me so, so I'm definitely sitting Amari for sure. For sure, I like that. I would sit him as well. All right, and and last but last and certainly least, <laughs> let's talk about the New York Giants. <laughs> um. I'm going to go super obvious here. Um, I'm going to start Saquon Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) Bold prediction of the day here on the NFC East Feast. Start Saquon Barkley, folks. You drafted him number two overall. God damn it, play him. Yeah, start Saquon. There's not a lot of weapons on that offense, um, and he does it all. He'll he'll run. He'll catch. You're not getting points for it, but he'll block too. So start Saquon. Who are we sitting? You really took the low-hanging fruit on that one, dude. And I'm, I'm like, sure I'm, like I'm seriously pondering what other players are on the team right now. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and sit. I'm going to sit. Oh, man. I'm going to sit Evan Ingram. Okay. And it's funny because I'm starting him in fantasy, which now I'm like second-guessing. But I, I really... 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think that the backers are going to press him pretty well. I think Bud Dupree does a good job with that on the line of scrimmage. Um, he presses really well. They have a good linebacking core. And I think if, they're, if I think their main focus really is to stop Evan Ingram because they're not scared of the other receivers. Um, I could see Evan Ingram having 50, 60 yards, but not a touchdown. So I could see him scoring seven, eight points. Uh, double digits, I don't see it. So I'm going to sit Evan Ingram. For sure. No, I think I think that's a good sit. Most most likely people like you who did draft him are going to have to start him, but yeah, I don't see him having a big game a big game by any means. But let's talk some gambling, man. Um we, we, we'll we'll make our picks as well, obviously. We'll go through the games, do the um do the over/unders. Shooting with Steve. Hey, what's, up, what's good, bro? How you doing? Man, we're just going through um some shooting with Steve right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw some games at you. Obviously, we're just doing the NFC East games. And you just tell me if you had to bet um, who you're gonna shoot on. All right. All right. Gotcha. All right. We're gonna start off with George's game, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington Football Team. Um, the Eagles are minus six. The over under is forty three. So you can you can pick either go spread money line or over under. What would you do if you had to? Uh, me had to Eagles money line. Eagles money Damn, line. Going, going. That's safe though. That's safe. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. I like that's that. So funny. No, you can't hear George. I can hear him um, <laughs> through the speakers, and uh, he's he's hating. But you know, I understand why. <laughs> we'll go Eagles money line. Okay. All right, and second, we're gonna go with the Sunday night football game. My Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Cowboys are minus three. The over-under is 51 and a half. If you're shooting, where you got to go, Steve? I'm shooting. I'm taking Cowboys, and I'm a late three. Okay, I love that Damn. pick. Wow, Steve. Thank you, Steve. You make me feel better. All right, Cowboys minus three on the road, but no fans. So, really, that's kind of a pick em. I like where your head's at. And finally, we're going to go to our Monday night game, and that is the New York Giants versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the line in that game is not being found by me right now. Um, Steelers are minus six, and the over-under is 46. Who are you feeling in that game, Steve? You know what? I'm expecting a big year for Pittsburgh, so I'm going to go ahead and lay the six. Lay the six. All right. So to recap, we've got Eagles money line. Steve's laying the three. Cowboys minus three. And we're going with Pittsburgh minus six. All right, Steve, we appreciate you, man, being a part of this. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to keep track of you this year. And, and every week, we're going to recap you and give you how, how your win totals are. All right? All right so we're going to handicap you. And hopefully, some of our viewers go out and, um, and shoot with Steve and you win him some money, bro. So I will reach out to you later, my friends. The game is about to start. So you enjoy, bro. All right. You guys have a good one. Peace. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. See ya. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> I, <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy that that just Dude, happened. I love that guy, man. We we do that. We do that no matter what. Like we do that three times a week. To the fact that like he's just down to be a part of the show and hop on that. And now now like and, and the fact that he's actually like happy to be a part of it and we can we can incorporate him and every week do it. Um and the fact that we're gonna keep um tabs on him and his his win loss record, it's 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 a cool little segment, man. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about all this, George, man. Um I think this went really well. 
I'm, I'm so excited for football, and this is perfect timing, dude. Literally, we are seconds away from the kickoff of the 2020 NFL season, people. Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go! 2020 NFL, man. I'm just so excited for it. I know Steve's about to go 2-1-1 uh, at best uh, with the <laughs> money line pick, but I'm not going to get into that. No, I am just super pumped, dude. I'm super pumped to be doing with my boy. I hope we have some like random calls uh, for Bucks fans, for uh, for even Delhi with Pittsburgh or anyone out in the league uh, getting involved with this. I think this just is a cool, a cool, I hope he, people like it. I hope people like it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, dude, I, I love it, man. And that's, uh, so, and I love you, buddy. Um, th- this was fun. I hope everyone else enjoys listening to as much as we enjoyed making it. This is the NFC East people. Enjoy week one. NFC East feast. We're out.